from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Are you ready? It's a frantic morning this morning. Are you clear? <laughs> you better watch that mic. Last week, Bill George was like literally doing what I was just doing. He'd be talking, he'd be like this. It wasn't working very well. Nice. Hopefully they got it fixed. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. It's been a wild morning so far. <laughs> it's been... Been a little chaotic, but uh, thank you so much for getting up early this morning and joining us uh, in the studio today. It's just me and Jonathan. That's it. Well, and Diego. Got to include Diego. He's he's uh, we, always we, Diego's here. Yeah, he actually is here before we are, and then he's here after we leave. When do they, when do they finally let you uh, out of here and you get to go and play in the real world? When do they get to unhook you from your tether and then? Uh, you get to go. Well, I'm usually here, you know, babysitting for a couple hours, and then, and then I'm off. Oh, that's nice. So you get to go home, take a nap, and ruin the rest of your day. Eat his cats, do all that good stuff. What cats? You don't have cats, I do, do you? I do not have cats. No, nah, <laughs> he doesn't look like a cat guy. He doesn't look like a gato kitty guy. I'm just saying. Uh, welcome in, and uh, I just, it's been a, a weird week so far. I get a I get a mystery text from Bill George this week. He's like, "Man, dude, I got an opportunity to go on a special opportunity hunt, and I no, don't no, no, miss no, it no, out. no, 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 no. The phone call that I got yesterday. Phone call. I got a text. <clears throat> the phone call that I got yesterday because he texted me and I didn't answer him back in like thirty seconds was there's a certain gobbler this morning who is a marked man, right? And the equalizer is. On his trail. Well, I know that he said that. Uh, let me let me pull up the text so that I don't get it wrong. In case you know, uh, you know, we got to stand in front of a judge or something. Uh, uh, da, da, da. I talked to Jonathan. Yes. He will be in tomorrow. I was oh, wait. Okay. He must have been typing this while he was driving. I was special opportunity had three permits. Was going to go if it was okay with you. Yeah. That's basically all I got. And I was like, yeah, go, man. If you're going to go kill a gobbler, don't, don't wait on us. We'll go. Bye. See ya. So I uh, spoke to uh, Jeremy in the gun department out of G5. I was like, dude, why don't you come in and hang out with us this morning, man, and come on in and all that stuff. And he's like, yeah. I was like, I have a lot of gun issues that I'd like to bring up while you're in the studio. And he's like, yeah, sure. That would be love to come in. So I get a text from him. This is the weird thing. Standing out in the parking lot with Jonathan, we're getting ready to go in. <laughs> no, and wait a minute. Back back up. You didn't get a text from anybody when you first got out of your car. So I, I get out of the car, and I'm standing there, and all of a sudden I just got this feeling. I, was, I said, dude, oh, man, I left the house without my phone. And I said, what time is it? And he said, it's 645. I said, I can make it. 
I jumped in my car and I I'm trying to remember what movie that's from. I drove the speed limit all uh, the way to the house. Oh no, you got a little uh, a little cuckoo going out of the parking lot. Parking lot is legal space. You can go as fast as you want to in a yeah. parking lot. So anyway, uh, <laughs> what do you mean no? So <laughs> there's a speed limit and I didn't know there was one. So uh, I get to the house, go in, grab my phone, light it up, and there's one message. So and, I kick on and the who could it be from? And I kick on the message because I said, "You're if you get lost or anything like that, just you know call me, let me know, I'll I'll, I'll walk you Guide in, you and in. I'll, I'll get you here. Don't worry about it, man. It's no big deal." So that's why I needed the phone. I wasn't really concerned about anything but that. So I look at the text. Here's the text: Truck broke down on the side of the highway. Mm-hmm. What time did I get that text? Six forty-three. Six forty-six. <laughs> one, one minute after I asked you about it, we talked. Scary stuff. Nice. So then I was like, dude, where are you at? Because I didn't know if he was close. I'd like swing by, pick him up or something. If I had time and he was over by the hard rock and I was like, well, you're on your own. No, he, uh, he said he got it fired back up again and was like, I don't want to risk it. So whipped it back around and headed back to Plant City. So anyway, so uh, Jeremy was going to come in, but no. Truck said no. And uh, apparently this has been happening for a little while. So I said, dude. Brooksy's in here two or three times a week. Why aren't you talking to him about getting your truck? Get it over there, man. Get it over to Brandon Ford. Get the dang thing fixed. Quit messing around Just with it. Just had mine serviced. And, and, you know, quit living this life. Oh, man, it you know, broke down on me. And, I get, you know, I want me, I can, you know, I can, the steering starts to go out, and I know it's getting ready to die. Okay. <laughs> That's a great thing to know when it's, the steering starts to go out, and you're in the middle of flipping nowhere. and That's not good. Well, you know, the thing about those Fords is they have that little, at least I don't know, well, mine uh, has the little shutdown thing. The little light will come on and it'll like it, it like shut your truck down on purpose so that it won't, you know, kill itself or something, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, after a while, it'll it'll let you, I forgot what it's called, but it's in some sort of, you know, safety limp mode. mode. Limp mode. That's yeah. it. Limp mode. So you can, diesel, you know. Diesel guys know that very, you know. So that you can get back home or at least get to somewhere where you can get some service done or something like that. So I don't know if his just keeps kicking on to uh, limp mode and, uh, you know, shutting her down on purpose. Because when he went and had the codes read, it said something about his oil being low and the transmission fluid being low. But when they checked it, it was fine. Yeah. So I think that the engine will shut itself down. You have a gremlin somewhere in the electrical. Yeah. Or something. Squirrel got in there, chewed on the wrong wire, messed it all up, man. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you're out there. Get a, get some of those. Uh, it's just an excuse to. We don't uh, have pack rats here in Florida, do we? We don't have pack rats here. No, we have swamp rats. Well, yeah, but not like the pack rat pack rats where they like shove everything in a corner type thing. And oh, pile yes. On. You do have those? I've oh, never seen yes. them here. They're, like I said, they're swamp rats. No, but you've they don't ne- collect stuff. Yeah, you've never seen uh, rats here. Like, you get into a chicken coop or anything like that, you'll get in there all the time. I've, we've gotten in there and busted them up in barns and everything else where they'll have all kinds of stuff. Well, I, I get mean, them up rats. there. I get them up there at the woods. It drives me crazy because, of course, if they break into something, the first thing they break into, be it a box that's got a blind or something like that into it, first thing they do when they break into that, what do they do? Shred the instructions to make <laughs> nesting materials. 
<laughs> it's the easiest thing to get out of the plastic wrapper. Oh, dude. Uh, that way they, you know, man. Like, no, but I'm talking like, I, I remember one year we, we pulled the Suzuki Samurai out of storage out in Missouri. You know, that's the, the ranch vehicle that we, you know, yes. throw dead deer carcasses and things oh, yes. in the back of. And uh, it's a little get around dealy. Yes. And went to fire it up, you know, open the hood to go put the jumper cables on it to give it. Dude, the whole thing was covered with uh, with uh, hickory nuts and mm-hmm. uh, acorns and whatever. There must have literally been 150 pounds of acorns and walnuts shoved uh, and black walnuts everywhere shoved all over that that vehicle. Mm-hmm. We had a pile of them, man, where they were storing it up. Now that's what I'm talking about. Those kind of pack packy rats. Yeah, not, not ones that just shoot a hole in it and mess. No, things. we've got. I mean, I'm, that's the kind of pack rats we go where you'll find they make a nest and they put food and everything. Yeah, and it smells really terrific. I've got. We've got them at the. I've had them seen them out there at the house. We've had them at, uh, like I said, at North Florida. It was, dude. It peed me off. The, <laughs> like I said, I'm in a very good mood when it comes to a few things. I'm like you are, and it teed me off. We got up there. I've made two trips in the last seven days to the woods, and got up there, opened up some stuff. Getting, I'm behind. I got pictures of pig, dead pigs. I need to get posted on social media. Yeah, and, you know, trail camera pictures that I got of hogs running everywhere, and. I was working on some stuff there. I opened up a box that has some of the new blinds that it, pictures I posted the other day. Mm-hmm. Still put some of those together, and that's like I said, it's one of those things that, of course, you open up the box. Thank God, none, none of the blind material, none of it was chewed on. None of the other stuff was chewed on. But the plastic bag, as you said, that has all the instructions and all the other stuff in it, <laughs> both boxes are shredded and. Like you know, they just do that just to mess with you, man. You know, well, you know that. Well, you know, you know, my wife knows something's going on when she hears me start throwing things and hitting the side of the wall, and I'm, you know, I'm that old, the old guy get off my lawn kind of, you know. <laughs> you got to get you some of those T Rex mouth traps, man. Big old suckers with oh, them jaws oh, on. Oh, like, I, fixed a, I fixed them a nice little cocktail that was uh, very effective. Oh, great. <laughs> All right, we're taking a quick break, you guys. Thanks for joining us. If you want to give us a call this morning, you know you're welcome to. 888-404-1010. It's 888-404-1010. Braden, Jonathan, Diego in the studio today, live and in person. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors on this steamy uh, kind of <clears throat> humidity-filled morning. It felt so gross. It's getting to be that way. Yes. I don't know. I'm just, uh, you know, kind of over it, but uh, it's that time of year, so you got to live with it and go with it and do what you got to do. But if you're planning on going out and doing any fishing or anything today, it's going to be a little bit breezy out there. The so, rain's coming, trust me. And it is supposed to be coming, so just be extremely uh, careful if you're going to go out and mess around, especially offshore. 
because I know that the uh, mackerel are still running. I know they're still catching them out there, and uh, it's very tempting to get out there, and you think, uh, you know, I made it across the lake one time with this old boy, and uh, maybe it'll make it again <laughs> out here, and uh, then we see you on the news. So yeah. <clears throat> be extremely careful if you're going out. I know uh, there's a tournament going on on Ishtapoga today. A lot of guys came in to uh, pick each other's brains about what they were going to be using for the uh, for the big win today. So I-, I love it. Where are you fishing? Uh, Somewhere on the lake? Nowhere. And... <laughs> I was always like, dude, aren't you friends with, like, Ryan Cooper? Why don't you call him and ask him uh, what bait, uh, you know, he should be using out there? And they go, I can't call him. I'm like, why not? Because he's fishing it, too. <laughs> so, you don't want to, as, as fishermen, it's 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 so much different than when it comes to hunters. Now, spots, that's one thing. But I have no pride uh, lost if I go to Jonathan and I say, what is that gun that your daughter's using to shoot pigs with? You know, what what is what is that that she's using? Because she seems very comfortable with it. And, you know, I was thinking about getting one for my daughter and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, we exchange ideas on, well, you know, what you have, what I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And you get a, a smattering of opinions. Fishermen? The, you know, some of them. Some of them. I mean, for the most part, especially when it comes to tournament play, dude. They will. I mean, I can't call Jonathan and go, "Hey, you fishing in a tournament this weekend?" Jonathan, mm, play, maybe play along. Are you are you, are you are you fishing a weekend? Are you, are you gonna fish? Did you pre-fish already, or did you not pre-fish? Maybe. Oh. <laughs> did you catch anything? Small keepers, bigger uh, anything? Well, any you, are, are you I mean, want? Are you want me to do like the? Uh, What's the movie with Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson when he's interrogating him on the stand? You know, the military movie. Oh, you can't handle the truth? Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I cannot confirm nor deny that I yeah. pre-fished for the tournament. Yeah, and and, and it's like, well, if you, and if you were nice enough to say, well, I caught a few small ones, and I'd say, well, what was the color? What were you using? Uh, dude, it, it's like pulling eye teeth out of a tiger. Well, I, you know, started with uh, some... Uh, I think it was a watermelon or something. I don't know. It's something my brother-in-law gave me, and I was trying it out, see if it worked. I, I caught a couple. I, I, I cannot I confirm know. nor deny that they were biting by the lily pads. I, you know, I don't think we went by there. I mean, we were moving so fast, and we were fishing so quick. You know, I, it's so, they're very vague about these kinds of things. Where I'm like, dude, did you kill that deer? Yeah, what'd you shoot it with? Two seventy. What bow are you using? Hundred forty grain silver tip. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> pretty easy over there in the southeast corner well i guess when there's money involved you know the uh sharing of the knowledge is not so good and not so uh forthcoming as they would say it's a little bit harder when it comes but if you're going to be out there today in the tournament good luck it's going to be a little windy for you boys out there too and girls so just be careful and uh know where you're going and don't get crazy or you know unless you're in a metal shark or something where you can plow through anything yeah exactly or an airboat, or whatever. Speaking of airboats, have you talked to Glenn lately at all? You been out uh, messing? It's been yeah, it's been a couple weeks since I talked to Glenn. <clears throat> I know that some I met somebody was talking about and said he was out fishing, doing some fishing. I was like, man, the guy never why why didn't he call nobody? See, that's what I'm saying. Fishermen are like, mm-hmm. don't know nothing about nothing. Well, but I know fisher and I know fishermen nothing. too though that like offshore. You know, saltwater. Fresh, it, 
I know guys that they're not stingy with their spots. They'll tell you because as one of my friends that we go fishing in the Keys with will always affectionately say, I can tell you every spot that I have, but if you don't know what to do and how to fish it, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> that, that, there's a lot of truth to that. I, I've, and, well, and, and with freshwater especially, well, even in saltwater as well, if, if, if you just go out there flinging uh, something that you feel might be uh, something because if you were a fish, you'd eat it uh, kind of bait, usually that doesn't work. It usually, it usually makes Don't for a very long day. Don't use baits designed to catch the fishermen and not the fish. Well, I, I think 85% of those are made for that way because, you know. If brass, I was a fish, I'd hit that. I mean, brass tacks, I mean, if you, if you really want to go out and catch fish, you were out there just to eat them. I mean, you could throw a silver spoon just about anywhere in the world to catch fish. Oh, so, Lord. I mean, it's uh, it's like, you know, we'll catch anything from crappie to, you know. Anything, any game sharks. fish, period. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. But it's just amazing how you'll get those stubborn people on the boat, and they'll have one bait on, and they're like, dang it, I am not changing this bait until I catch something with it. Yeah. I'm I'm sticking with this thing all day. I don't care if my arm falls off and my reel falls to pieces in my hand. Uh, I'm gonna keep chunking this thing or, or messing with it until uh, till the cows come home. I am not changing baits. I've been I with those. I have caught a fish. I have caught a fish. <clears throat> the bait works. And that's when I usually go. Have you ever seen a tournament fisherman's boat? You ever seen the front of their boat with There's 19 a, different rods, like 20. rigged up 40 different ways? Exactly. And then they do that for a reason. They don't do that just to go, well, Well, you and know. you know you know it like I do. Like, when I had my boat, I had a couple spots there around the Skyway and stuff like I mean, spots that were literally I could catch bait, whoop the boat around, and we would be fishing in five minutes. And they were great spots for mangroves, for we've, I mean, we caught trout. We caught all kinds of stuff. And it was around the bridge. And I had several of my friends who would be like, and I had no trouble telling them. And I told them exactly how to fish it. Exactly how to fish it. They could not catch Jack. They come back and would look at me and be like, dude, your spot sucked. And I'm like, well, what happened? Well, I did this. And I'm like, okay, well, you should have, you, you needed to do this. Uh, it would have made no, it, it wouldn't have made no difference, and, and it was always those friends that would give you you know give you the runaround about it. So just as a, a courtesy, I would go out with my boat and go to the same spot, and they may or may not at that afternoon received pictures of a cooler full of mangrove snapper and some other things that were <laughs> fourteen to eighteen inches long that I caught in the exact spot that I told them to go fish. You should have so, been here yesterday. But it was awesome. Where were you at? See, man, you messed around and you uh, didn't get nothing. That's that's usually the way it is. Mm-hmm. Well, because like you said, they just didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to fish it. And I mean, every time, and it's and it was like it's 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 like the conversation we had with Bill with the meeting with all the regulations and the comment that I made when I called in and said a honey hole can stop being a honey hole at, yeah. after a while, but every time. There were two bays under the bridge that every time we went, I and and it was one of those things that they were spots that I found, and you can back me up on this. It's the spots that I found that when I took people fishing who didn't fish a lot, 
these were always places that I like to go because you were going to catch something. Something was going to pull, as my buddies at Charter Captain and all that say, something was going to pull on your line. <laughs> you know. Something somewhere, somehow, some way was going to catch you. As long as you're catching, it's like when you take kids out. No, exactly. Yeah. Brimfit, well, it's like the Panfish Challenge. You know, the cool part about it, what's <laughs> Kurt Gowdy always used to say, when you start kids out fishing, don't take them on a, you know, a flats bonefish trip where, okay, we might might or might not catch one, two, three fish a day. Take them off to a pond somewhere where they sit on the end of a dock with a cane pole, and every time the bait hits the water, whack. They catch something. <laughs> Something's hitting it. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, there's days where you're going to have it. I had the same conversation with my children on the way back from fishing with Captain uh, Kevin Little. Mm-hmm. I was like, look. This is not a normal day of fishing, okay? Just because we caught 70-plus snook doesn't mean it's going to happen every single time we step on a boat. This was just one of those days where we, they were biting. Well, the good, day, good, the good days we always were, help with the bad days. Well, that's true. And, uh, you know, I, I, my son, I'll go, hey, man, you want to go fishing? Ah, man, I just, Bill George has ruined him. He's like, ah, Dad, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't want to go fishing. I'd rather go hunting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Well, the only reason why you don't like fishing is because when you go fishing, you don't catch anything. And you've been spoiled. Captain Little ruined you. <laughs> it's like, and the panfish challenge has ruined you. Because, you know, you go to Panasofki, you're catching fish. Your expectations are high, son. Yes, I mean, you catch a fish and, uh, you know, you go out with Little and you're catching fish. We go down to Coffee Pot and or we go out weight fishing and, you know, pushing bull sharks away with the tips of our rods and uh it's not the same experience and it's like <clears throat> i don't want to go out there walk around dipping on blue crabs or anything it's like oh, you're man you're missing out on so much that's that's the adventure that's the time of it and, and what, may, like what in- makes me laugh is is i think back and now we sound uh <laughs> i can't believe i say this and i sound like an old man but like you said there if I was in that situation and the fish weren't biting, I'd start grabbing a debt and start dip netting blue, crab. <laughs> blue crabs. That's the thing. It, <clears throat> My friends used to give me credit about walking in the woods with a 410 shotgun. And I'd say, you know why? Because I never walk out of the woods empty-handed. Ever. I mean, I got slugs on one side and six shot and on the other. It's not even that. I, we grew up in a – well, and you grew up the same way that I did. You never, and that's what makes people laugh. I've turned around and gone back to the house when I have clients up there at the woods or anything like that to get a gun. And they always look at me and say, well, why is it you always, and I mean, even my, like my kids, my, you know, to this point now, Ava, Allie, all them, they keep a rifle or something on the buggy with them at all times. And I have had people who have just, blistered me about that and i look at them and tell them i'm like what if they come across the snake what if they i mean what if you catch a coyote out in the open i did <laughs> maybe you got some armadillos maybe you got a raccoon problem i'm just saying uh, these are all things that can be handled almost what, immediately well what if certain animals decide that they want to come after them um you know it's always good to have one <laughs> you're not going to get a disagreement with me so, um Speaking of that, I want to tell you about some new ammo that's coming out when we come back from break. Sweet. It it is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Go see them today. Brixie Hall, all the boys over there and ladies, all ready to give you the best deal on your new car or truck. 
or use. doesn't matter. they got a bunch of them over there, all clean, ready to go. Make your day. We'll be back. Welcome in. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brayden Young, Jonathan Swindle, and Diego in the studio. Bill George out in the woods. Got a chance to go uh, catch up with a turkey that's been taunting him for a while. So uh, we sent him on his way. Someone's going to die this morning. We'll see. I'm telling you, man. uh, Jeremy, the kid I was going to have come in and uh, fill in today until his truck took a puke on him on the side of the road. He's been out there pursuing uh, birds. He's uh, he's gone off the deep end. He's become one of those turkey hunter, you know, guys who, uh, you know, What's... now it's just you know when he got a taste of it and the first time he heard one out gobbling in the distance, he was one, pretty one, much one hooked. of those when you see him on the see him in the field strutting that you swerve all over the road and almost cause accidents. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, where you find yourself looking over on the sides of the roads and bay heads as you're going seventy five miles an hour down there, any open field, screaming at your children, going, "Did you see those turkeys?" Right there. Where? I didn't see him. Right back there. But oh, man. I should turn around. <laughs> it's like, anyway, uh, before the break, I wanted to, uh, I know a lot of people have come into the shop lately, and uh, it seems that ammo is starting to <clears throat> flow a little bit. And, you know, uh, we shocked and amazed that we had 380 actually on the uh, shelves. And uh, uh, yeah, it was one of those things where you opened uh, up the box. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> and it seems that this past week, a lot of uh, ammo manufacturers <clears throat> have uh, put out some statements saying, uh, you know, look, we're, we're still in it. We're, we're still pumping it out there. It's we're just catching up. We're, we're trying to get it out there as quickly as we can. And a lot of companies are uh, uh, putting out uh, news flashes on some of their new products that they're bringing out to the market and things like that and i thought one of them i know it's a very popular round here in the state of florida when it comes to uh dispatching of wild hogs and such Mm -hmm. uh the 22 mag is is a great round that uh, a lot of people uh use just about on a daily basis like jonathan was saying (laughs) out riding around thumping around out on the ranch Coyote runs across, a couple of hogs over in the corner, and I'm on the uh, digging up an irrigation part on a orange grove. Out comes the little 22 mag, and, you know, and it's pretty much done. Well, uh, Federal has a new round that's going to be coming out. They're calling it the, uh, the Punch Personal Defense Round. Now, this is a light round, so okay. <clears throat> if you're going to be shooting a hog with it, uh, you may want to be a pretty good shot with it when it comes to getting them behind the ear. Uh, this is probably not going to do too much on a big burly with a big two-inch shield on him or anything, but it's a 29-grain nickel-plated lead core bullet. Nice. They're saying it's coming out over 1,000 feet per second through a two-inch barrel. Yeah. I mean, that's screaming coming out of a two-inch barrel. So 16, 22-inch barrel, uh, you're looking at uh, 
18s, maybe even two, depending on what you got. Thousand feet per second. Fast enough, his butt's going to be on the ground before he ever hears anything. Well, the reason why they decided to go with this is because 22 Magnum, believe it or not, has become uh, in the in the past pandemic year a, um, a very popular personal defense round. I mean, when you have uh, like the Keltec, you know, uh, that holds like 30 rounds in that pistol, and it's super light. I mean, it weighs as much as a squirt gun. I mean, it's uh, that's a pretty devastating little pistola to have uh, tucked into your waistband or wherever you need to have it. What What was the comment you made uh, in here off the air one time about a that guy was saying, "Oh, you carry twenty twos, it still hurts you." No and one is going to stand there, and it still gets your attention. If you've ever fired a twenty two mag pistol, especially a, a pistol. In a dusk situation or maybe a darkened uh, pistol range or anything like that. Nice flash. Dude, if you've ever seen the fireball that comes out of the end of a twenty-two yeah. Magnum, if you're on the other end of that and it's you see that flash, it looks like um, you, you would think that they're shooting a forty-four mag in your direction. It's it, There's a pacoom concussion that comes out of that round. There's a huge fireball that comes out of the end of that gun. And uh, no one is going to stand there in front of you and let them ping, ping, ping you all day with a twenty-two mag. I don't care. I, you know. I, I oh yeah, and here's the other problem with that: with it, the recoil and such of a twenty-two magnum, the accuracy is probably going to be a little bit better. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, you can hold it on target, do what you got to do. Well, this new round was specifically designed for personal defense. So they were looking at the market of how many 22 mags have been sold in the past year or so and said, you know, there's a market for this round. So uh, they've come up with it. Now you have other companies that make the super light bullets, super extremely fast. One company here in the state of Florida uh, that makes uh, civil defense, which is a great round. Uh, And it doesn't matter what caliber you get it in. It's super fast. Uh, out of a four-inch barrel, you're probably 16, if not quicker, but it's about a 68-grain uh, round. It's just a big flying ashtray. But so I think that Federal took a look at it and went, you know, and no one's making one in a 22 mag, so let's we'll take care of that. We'll, we'll see if we can do that. And, of course, they're saying it's the pers- uh, perfect defense bullet. Penetration was more important than expansion, and so that's what they were working on. It's a flat-point round. Nice. So the only thing that scares me about a flat point round is hang-ups. So especially in semi-autos and things like that. Now in a Ruger LCR or something in a twenty-two mag, perfect combination. Hmm. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, a lot of guys that I know were carrying the Hornady round uh, because of the very same reason. Rapid expansion. You know, you got that ballistic tip on there, so it's going to zip and do and get out there and do mm-hmm. what's going but Federal's looking at this one with this uh, flat grain, a flat nosed nickel plated lead core bullet, which is a good thing because that means if you put it in there and it stays for a while, you know, things aren't going to be turning green. You're not having to worry about dings in your lead, hmm. things like that. So, with that nickel, that hard nickel coating, it's going to be pretty nice. Yes. So, I'm looking forward to seeing it on the shelf, <laughs> which. Ironically enough, they don't tell us when that is going to happen. <laughs> they just kind of say, like, 
oh, yeah, man, there's this new stuff coming out. But anyway, here's some other ones that you may be interested in that they're going to be working on. Federal's got a new round called the Hydroshock Deep. This is another one. It's a, <clears throat> a pistol round that they've come out with all the way from um, uh, 380, 38-plus P loads. And uh, that's the specific name of it. The Hydroshock Deep is what they're saying. It's a 99-grain 380 auto, 130-grain 38 special. And the loads, of course, join the plethora of the 40 and the 45. Two other very heavily carried weapons. There's a new one out. that They got one that they're making specifically uh, in the 22 long rifle and the 10 millimeter, which is called the Punch. Yeah, I'd say a 10 millimeter. That's all. Yeah. It's a 200 grain 10 millimeter jacketed hollow point. Get you um, some of that. It's it's a big, big, heavy uh, bullet. So that's another one. Uh, the Swift A-Frame makes another one back. Of course, that one has been very popular. But they're also going to make it in some hunting rounds for uh, 10 millimeter. So a lot of people like to go hunt with 10. So they're going to make it in 10 this year. Then you have another one called the Syntec Range Round, which is an affordable um, range ammo. It's a polymer jacket, eliminates <laughs> all the you know metal fouling, reduced friction in the barrel, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a big plastic bullet that you can go shoot at the range. And those will be all the way from 380, 38 special, 10 millimeter, and, and beyond. And again, at the end of the little release here, they like to put on a thing that says, you know, we're committed we're getting in there. We're going to get out there and uh, get this ammo flowing a lot more readily so that uh, you can get out there and find it in your local retailer. The thing about it is whenever you go see on social media or anything and somebody releases something like this or like a new gun, check out this. Ammo. Yeah, if you can only get ammo for it. Yeah, it'd be nice if I could find some ammo for it. Well, where I'm at, we can't get any ammo for it. <laughs> so it's one of those things where... Yeah, it all sounds good on paper, but if I can't put something in it to make it go bang, it really doesn't uh, well, and you, uh, help too much. It, and it drives me crazy is you sit there and you hear some of the people with the negative comments, well, why aren't they? Instead of them coming out with new stuff, why aren't they manufacturing, getting the manufacturing up on the old? They're still manufacturing the other stuff, but they have to come up with new. I mean, they've got to come up with new stuff to keep you interested well and 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 that shows you that they're still working at it at least so things are getting better things are getting better and things are going to start flowing again now that people are starting to i guess get settled i don't know not to say that it's not can't change who knows there may be another ship stuck in the suez canal and uh you know yeah just could be the end i'm not well not Anyways. It's a big and wild outdoors brought to you by Peter Fort. We'll be back. And so castles made of sand fall in the sea eventually. Welcome back, everybody. It's Big Wild Outdoors. Bring that John Swindle in the studio. Uh, you can give us a call if you want to. 888-404-1010. 888-404-1010. Anything on your mind, uh, just spit it out. We'll walk through this together. Speaking of ammo, Remington 
Everybody's been asking a lot about Remington. Well, if you remember last year, Remington uh, sold off its uh, ammunition uh, uh, manufacturing to uh, Vista Outdoors, uh, the same company that owns CCI and Federal and just about every other thing you can think yeah. of in the outdoors. Um, but they actually, uh, Vista, when they purchased the Remington uh, Arkansas facility, we told you here on the show that as soon as they bought that, that they, uh, I think they bought it back in like October, um, you know, during the uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. And uh, they immediately called back like 800 workers back to work and said, let's start getting this stuff retooled get and get, get everything back out and get under. So uh, they they put out a little news blurb this past week also saying that uh, it's back up to basically full speed that the Remington plant that uh, was out in Arkansas is going to be pumping it back out and getting it out there. And they said mainly because with the uh, shooting industry and the unprecedented growth and demand for high-quality ammunition uh, that is now upon us because of the millions and millions of brand-new legal firearm owners uh, joining the community over the last year. I love that statement. Uh, So... They're going to be up to full speed. So, again, this is good news for all of us who like to partake in the shooting sports, that at least the ammo manufacturers are giving us a heads up that uh, it's not slowing down, it's not in, it's not hurting in any way, but they have a lot of stuff to fulfill and get that stuff out, Remington being one of them, Winchester being another one. Uh, I know we talked about it on the show, if you didn't know, but Winchester, I think back in uh, January, February, March, back in March, I think it was, uh, they snagged a uh, military contract of about $37 million to um, get their uh, small arms manufacturing up to speed and getting them up there. So, well, and people... again, it's, uh, they're going to be doing the 5.56, the 7.62, the yeah. 308, and the 50 cal ammo, and they're making that one over in Mississippi. So that one there, they're they're going to be pumping that out. So, well, and I, you said it best a while back, and from the former administration that was in the depletion of ammunition for the military, people really didn't understand that. You know, we they all thought that oh, our military's fine; they've got plenty. Of, I mean, and you even said that we've talked we talked about this on the show. I know several times over the past couple of years. The amount lack well, really the lack of ammunition that the military had, yeah, and the people we know that were in the military who would tell you the lack of ammunition that they had, and now they're finally catching up to getting a surplus. So, and I don't know what they're going to do with that all. I guess I don't know if they're going to be using it for training ammo or backup ammo or whatever, because with the military also uh, switching over here. Uh, within the next year or two or whatever to the uh, 6.8, the new 6.8 millimeter uh, round that they're going to be uh, using, converting to. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have, they're also at this factory going to be uh, producing that, getting caught up now. I mean, they're already, uh, and I Pre-production, think, Pre-production, I'm sure. I think they pre-signed like a 10-year contract for that one just to get that stuff, you know, pumping out of there. At a different location. That's at another ammo plant. But um, I always find it funny that I'm like, man, they're still producing 5.56 like, uh, you know, they're not making it anymore. And then it makes me think, 
What are yeah. what is the politicians going to say now when that those are no longer military style weapons? They were they were old military style weapons. So how are they going to rebrand the 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 evil uh, you know black gun uh, in the future? Because the new one is <clears throat> not going to be anything like that, and it's going to be a while before uh, civilians get their hands not not on the ammunition, but on rifles and things that will shoot it you know what i'm saying uh, i you know the colt plant uh has you know been producing for the military a few have been slipping through the cracks and getting out in the civilian market which shocked a lot of people but it's going to be one of those things where in the future it's going to be no different than the old mausers that you see that people get or the uh they had the one of the guys that i had in camp uh well, the guys, the guys we had up there, you know, last well, last weekend or something like that, he was shooting a, a M1 replica in two two three, and it's a sweet looking gun, sweet shooting gun. Yeah, well, those are all, those are all going to be part of history here pretty soon. Once they switch over to the six eight, and it's a done deal. Uh, you know, the M4 is going to be, uh, you know, what are they going to do with all that stuff? Hopefully, what they what oh. they do with all the other stuff when they switch up from vehicles to everything else, there's going to be a lot of auctions and stuff like that. that That'll be awesome. You know, that'll be really might really... be able to pick one up for a good price. Oh, you would hope so. <laughs> yeah, you would hope so. Well, it kill and it kills me with stuff like that. Uh, and I well it doesn't kill me, but I kick myself. Uh, a friend of mine, we were talking about it because I was looking for something to kind of have up there at the woods vehicle-wise that I didn't beat on my truck so much. And he's like, man, you should go get you a Hummer. And I'm like, you've lost your mind. You know, there's no way. I don't want a – he shows me the website, I guess, Georgia uh, – it uh, Penny – or is it Camp Benny – is it Bennington or whatever they call it in Georgia? The, Camp Benning? Yeah. Yeah. They were selling off the old like Humvees and stuff like that. Sure. I mean completely they're they're you know, they're stripped down, but I mean still. And they were selling them things for like two, three, four, five grand at the most. I mean wow. ready troop personnel, like the whole nine I mean, they had the ones the whole nine yards that were troop carrying the troop the troop carrier type. That had the back cleared out, you know, where you could fit five or six people back there. And then, of course, they had the four seats up front. And I like the pickup truck version. I always liked that one. And, I, and I, he was like, he goes, you could go buy one of them. And they're ready. I mean, they've completely gone. They said in a thing. They've completely beater. gone over them, redid the engines, oil change, filters, brakes, the whole nine yards. Here you go. Come get them. That'd be a good ranch truck. And I was... Of course, I find out about it after they've sold all of them. But, sure. You know. Now they're at dealerships being repainted, and uh, you oh, know, I'm sure they're, they're going to be uh, cleaned up and sold out to the others. Diesel uh, Brothers. Yeah, probably to buy a bunch of them. Now, uh, this is I had a lot of gun stories in here that I wanted to bust through on the first hour when because I thought Jeremy was going to be here, but uh, we'll continue on there. One of the things that I know that we were all excited about here in the state of Florida is the fact that you could, you know. You can hunt with a suppressor here in the state of Florida, and uh, a lot of other states are allowing it. Of course, overseas. should be able to buy a suppressor without having a number. I agree. I, I really do. But now there's a bill, of course, 
What you don't hear about on your local news or on uh, network news or anything like that is, sure, we get good news, out, you know, occasionally like Texas, you know, going in and passing through the House that, uh, you know, that they're going to be a permitless carry state, that they're working on that where, you know, it's a constitutional thing. So it's constitutional carry. That's either concealed or open, openly displayed. Yep. It doesn't matter. And uh, so you get good news like that. And then the ones that are sneaking in the back that they don't talk about is you got a group of Democrats in Congress that are announcing that they want to uh, end lawful consumer ownership of firearm suppressors. The measure is dubbed the Help Empower Americans to Respond Act. And the vernacular for that is here. Get it? Here? Huh? Help Empower Americans to Respond Act. Yeah. Uh, it would criminalize the importation, sale, manufacturing, transfer, and possession of suppressors with exceptions for military and police use. The move was done, uh, brought on by uh, Senator Bob Menendez out of New Jersey, backed by Senate proposal by uh, U.S. Representative Watson Coleman out of New Jersey, running the House bill. Sponsors argue that suppressors should be banned because, well, they seem scary, and according to Hollywood films, are just good for what? Murder. Murder. Hmm. Gun silencers are dangerous devices with only one purpose and one purpose only, to muffle the sound of gunfire from unsuspecting victims, said Mr. Menendez. The sound of gunshots. Yes, the, I'm sorry, this is radio, and you can't see my face right now. But <laughs> the, so the going on to quote him: "quote The sound of gunshots is what signals you to run, hide, take cover, call the police, and help others save themselves." However, this is nearly impossible when a gun silencer is used. That is why we must pass the Here Act. Common sense Please. legislation that will prevent armed ah. assailants from using these deadly devices to make it easier to Again, shoot and kill another person. People that love to use the phrase "common sense" that don't have any common sense. Well, again, as I've pointed out many times here on the show and in person, the hoops you have to jump through, as Jonathan pointed out, to go and purchase a suppressor is not something where you just walk into your local, uh, you know, should be gun dealership or whatever and say I'll take that one and you walk out with it and you go and uh, put it on your rifle or pistol or whatever and then go do what well, you're going to do. And you've said it best. Go look up people shooting suppressed firearms. Like YouTube videos of people shooting suppressed firearms. It's not like in the movies. No, it actually makes a lot of noise. It's not as quiet as you think it is. It doesn't just go pew, pew. They have to, pew, they, pew. They have to at the end of the day, and you can back me up on this, 99.999999% of them, uh, the manufacturer recommends that when you screw it on the end of the barrel that you have fire at minimum at least one to two shots just to get it going or seasoned or... Yeah, you shoot them dry, Whatever you shoot them you, wet. You know. There's uh, there's different things, but the the thing is, is it's a serialized device. So that means that the federal government knows that you own it. They know that you have it. Yep. That you have your tax stamp to prove it. 
They have your fingerprints on file. They've got your picture, and they got all that other stuff. So we're talking about lawful yeah. suppressors. Yeah. So, but the Here Act would install a pro a prohibition of lawful suppressors without a provision to grandfather those already in circulation with consumers. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that you would have a 90-day grace period to dispose of the registered device. You cannot keep it. You would have to surrender it. Dispose of your property. And violators would be subject to as much as 10 years in prison for a NFA violation. Yeah. National Firearms Act violation. And, of course, all the anti-gun groups are like going, yeah, this is it. We're going to go after them. Mm -hmm. We'll tell you a little bit more about it and get your blood pressure up a little higher when we come back from break. Okay? Stay right there. 